I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Already Friends podcast. This is Kara. And this is Allison. And we have a really fun topic today. We are going to read and discuss some of our favorite quotes from our favorite books. So before we get into that, me and Allison are going to catch up. We have a lot that has happened in the last week. So lots to catch up on. And then we'll do our peaks of the week and your guys' peaks of the weeks. So Allison, give us what you've been up to. Oh my gosh. I feel like the catch up segment needs to be split into like three parts. <laughs> Maybe I'll say some stuff and then you can say some stuff and we can go back and forth because I have so much to say. Go for it. Let's do it. Let's hear. Okay. Sorry, everyone. This might be a longer catching up. Okay. So I'm going to do my best to keep it chronological because I can't even believe it's only been one week since we last recorded. Like I feel like it's been a month and all of these are like really big, important things. So I feel like I've like got to share it all. So to start off with, it was Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday. So I was just swamped all last week at the store. Definitely like overworked, saw so many humans. It was just a very, you know, long, draining week, but fun. Like uh, it was a good week, but very heavy at the same time. So I'm going to dwell on some sadder things for a second, but we'll, we'll pick back up. So one of my best friends got COVID and it was their birthday and we we're supposed to hang out. So thankfully I didn't see them, but it feels super bad for them because getting COVID on your birthday is like the saddest thing. Like they definitely got it from, you know, being with a bunch of people over the holidays, da da da. So that was super sad. And then I also got asked to be another one of my best friend's bridesmaids. And I just had to turn that down because of so many reasons. I can't even really get into it, but being a bridesmaid, is a really big commitment. And I just felt like I couldn't give that person my fair share of what being like, I would only be like a fourth goodness of a bridesmaid. I don't know if that makes sense, but I didn't think it was fair to them to say yes and then not follow through with all of the expectations later. So that definitely caused like, you know, some tension between us. And then Clay's parents, their dog that they've had for 14 years, she passed away. They had to put her down because of old age. And so that was really sad. And they've been going through it because their other dog, a couple months ago, I think I shared on here, she was a puppy and she got hit by a car. 
and they had to put her down. So it's this weird full circle thing that you know how we gave Clay's dog to Clay's parents like two weeks ago? How crazy it is that that like just kind of ended up working out because they were like, wow, we are so thankful Ghost is here. Like he's been consoling and cuddling with us and like making it so much better. And it's just so crazy that that's how that situation worked out. So definitely sending them love and hugs because that's going to be tough for them. But I'm glad that Ghost is there to like make it a smidge better. And yeah, it was just kind of like a wild timing, trust the process type of situation. So after all of that, it was just like so heavy. And like on Sunday and Monday, I was just like, damn, like this energy is Oh, there is a lot going on. And so I went to this yoga class and the yoga instructor kept prompting us to ask ourselves, who am I? And I was just like tripping. I was like, dude, I don't know. Don't ask me that. That is way too deep of a question right now. Like I've got too much going on to try to answer that, but it was really like sitting with me. So I kept reflecting on that. And so Tuesday morning, I woke up and I was like, no, today is going to be a journal reflection day. I've got to crunch some numbers. December 1st is coming up. And I often do like a new thing with New Wave at the start of each month. So it's just like, okay, big season of change right now. Life could go in any direction. Like, what's it going to be? Why wait till January 1st to kick some of these things into gear? Like, let's do it in December. And so I just went on this full like existential crisis trip yesterday of like, who am I? What is my place in the world? What do I actually want to do? And I had bought this law of attraction planner from Freedom Mastery. Gosh, I don't know, like nine months ago, had never opened it. And the prompts in it are so good. This would honestly be such a good gift to yourself, someone, but it makes you write down like your 50 goals. And then on the next page, it was like, okay, pick five of those, literally delete all other 45 from your existence. Like those can't even, don't even think about them or give them energy until these top five are finished. And then it made you go through like a reward that you would give yourself for finishing each five. What distractions are there to keep you? Like what's holding you back? Like what are your excuses are? And it just really helps me narrow in on like a direction to go. And so that was like my personal existential crisis about like the store and career things. And then I was like, you know what? I turned 27 and I just like feel like I need to do some self-care, especially because I've just been working and working and working and I like need to balance that out. And this is where podcasting will get you in trouble because I say things on this podcast and then I change my mind because I change my mind about absolutely everything like every five minutes. (laughs) And people are probably like, what? You said you didn't like that literally yesterday. (laughs) But... I last night I went and got a Brazilian wax front to back, just full <laughs> scent. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was actually like a fun time. Highly recommend. I feel so clean. You know how when you feel really grimy and you wash your hair really good and you're like, wow, I just feel so clean. Mm-hmm. It was like that. But it was funny. Clay was home, like he had gotten home while I was gone. I come back in and I like spread my butt cheeks and I was oh like, God, babe, stop. I got a Brazilian. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and I was like, you're the only one. I was like, no, no, I said, you're the first one to see. And he was like, I sure hope I'm the first <laughs> one to see. <laughs> well, besides lady. But <laughs> anyway, so that was like a fun, scary new thing that I did. And then today <laughs> I had made an appointment at Sakoon. It's this spa here. I have quite a few friends that work there and they do all kinds of stuff from just like facials to more extreme stuff to a massage, whatever. So last night I called them and they were like, yeah, we actually have an opening at 1030 tomorrow morning. And I was like, oh gosh, okay. Like, am I really going to do this? And it was a consultation. And so I thought, okay, I'm just going to go in, hear what they have to say. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I'm just, I'm just getting a consultation. And I had scrolled through the website of all these different self-care things you could do. And there was one lady that was really resonating with me. And I creeped on her on Instagram and in her bio, it said she was a Reiki master. And I was like, okay. So she's like spiritual and into aesthetics. So like I get a good vibe that she's not just injecting people with everything and has no grounding to her. I got good vibes, but I realized on the phone, I didn't even ask who I was getting the consultation with. And I was just like, oh, well, whatever, it'll all work out. I go in and it's her of like the 50 staff that are there. And I was just like, oh my God, I, it's you. It's, it's, I don't want to say her name, but, and she was like, yeah, you manifested that. And I was like, okay, we're going to get along really well. (laughs) And so we do the whole consultation and basically I ended up getting, well, okay, wait, I'll back up a little bit. So she talks and she was like, are you wanting to do anything today or do you want to wait until next time? And I was like, definitely kind of excited. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll get some Botox. And she was like, it's only, it's up to you. And I was like, okay, what time is it? And we both look at our phones and it was 11.11 and the angel number 111. 
is New Beginnings and the Motivation to Move Forward. And we were like, oh, shit, I have to do it. <laughs> the clock said. So anyway, I ended up getting it today. And it's fine. I, I thought it was going to be so painful. <laughs> and I thought I would never do it. So I don't I don't really know what happened. But apparently, that that's what I'm doing now. What made you want to get <laughs> Botox? I'm just so curious. Um, I know. Um... I just, I had an existential crisis yesterday yeah. and that was, that was an answer. I think after researching it, I was like, I just don't want the lines to get deeper. Like I'm okay with where they're at, but I didn't want them to get any worse. Like I definitely still want facial expressions and like some lines, but I think that I, when I worked at Barry's and Rural G working in the nightclub industry for four years and drinking so much and being up until 3, 4 a.m. for four years, like definitely advanced my aging and being a business owner and being stressed the fuck out for the last year, I feel like I just really accelerated my lines and stuff. And I was like, I just want to look like 27, not 35. (laughs) But I went in and she was like, you have really good skin. And I was like, are you sure? Because I'm having a crisis. (laughs) But so yeah, that's all I did. Um, But they were actually having a really good deal and they have like a monthly skin club. Mm -hmm. And with the monthly skin club, you get two facials a month, 20% off any of their products and Botox for way cheaper and like access to like their whole spa thing. And the monthly membership was 175. Oh, wow. And when I used to get one single facial, yeah, it was like 200, yeah. right? Yeah. And so just with getting the monthly skin membership, I ended up getting like $450 off my total for that today. So I was like, okay, well, definitely going to sign up for that. But yeah, so it's just a good deal. And I take care of my insides really well. Okay. Actually, this is to answer your question. I was saying that I love change so much and I love changing up my environment and my apartment and my career and all these external things and trying different diets or exercises. But I was like, holy shit, I've never changed my appearance. Wow. I'm like so tied to not changing my appearance. Wow. So that was why, because I was like, okay, you can't talk that you just love change and then only have a certain affection for certain change. Mm-hmm. If you love change, you got to love all change. So I'm also going to dye my hair. Oh my God, you're going to do it. <laughs> I saw your Instagram yeah. story, like, should I dye my hair brown? And I low-key voted no, because I'm like, Allison is the blonde girl. Like, <laughs> but maybe that's right. Maybe that you should change it up. I don't know. Yeah, we're all just like so tied to certain things, you know? And I am scared. It's not even really that I want to do it. It's just, remember how when Michaela was on and she said the biggest thing that she was afraid of was cutting her hair? Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that. I'm like, I've always been blonde my whole 27 years. Wow. I can't just change that. It's like, mm, I think I'm too tired. I think to it's it. going to look so, so gonna, good, just... actually. Now that I'm looking at you and that you're saying that, I think it's going to look so good. Well, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be different. <laughs> the podcast will drop. You'll have brown hair. Life <laughs> changing moment right now if you're listening go creep on Allison's Instagram right now (laughs) we'll see we'll see I think I'm going like Matilda Durf brown okay not like not like your color brown and maybe if I like that then I'll like go darker brown but I'm just I'm just gonna wade my toes because even like at the top of your hair I feel like it's a lighter tone right right now yeah like my roots are very dark my bottom is like bleach blonde okay yeah I think that'll look really good so yeah that that's but I'm in a great mood now Mm -hmm. I'll save the segment number three because it's just like a fun story but it's not really a catching up it was just a fun thing from today so (laughs) your turn wow that's a lot (laughs) have you just had like a complete 180 existential transformation in the last four days yeah, like what's going on? <laughs> Black Friday, man. Thanksgiving. It unlocked something, it unlocked I guess. something. Not sure what, but that's awesome. It sounds like you're having fun. Yay. Having lots of fun. Um, <laughs> updates on my end. I'm not dyeing my hair. <laughs> I'm not going blonde, but I kind of want to. So maybe in the summer or spring, maybe I'll go blonde. Maybe we'll just like swap and update it. That could be fun. Yeah, that could be fun. Update the cover photo. Confuse everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've said that before on our intros. Like I'm the blonde one and the brunette one. So maybe on Friday I'll be blonde. Just kidding. No. Updates on my end. Just got back from South Carolina, visiting my parents who moved there last year. Yeah, I got to hang out with my siblings. So my older brother, Brady, younger sister, McKenna, and younger brother, Riley. The whole gang was back together. We went out on Wednesday night just like for some drinks before Thanksgiving. Made a fun little TikTok. And then on Friday night, on Black Friday, we did like an escape room (laughs) after like we all went and watched the Mizzou, University of Missouri football game. And it was so bad. Um, 
Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. But after the game, we went into an escape room, which have you ever done an escape room? Big fan. They're fun. Yes. Okay, it so, sounds dumb, yeah. but they're so fun. We had a great time. Uh, we went to breakout games in Greenville, South Carolina. So if you're in Greenville, go check it out. We did the island escape room where you're on an island and this volcano was exploding and you had to get off and get on a boat before you all died. So we got out and we set the room record for the week. <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> We're like, we kept telling everyone, like, yeah. Wow, that's a smart bunch. <laughs> we broke the record <laughs> of the week. <laughs> it's fine. I wonder what the actual record is, but that was cool. That was a good accomplishment. So it was me, my siblings, uh, Connor, my boyfriend, and then Brady's new girlfriend, Morgan. Wait, stop. Brady has a girlfriend? Yes, as of a week. Which is so exciting. But they've been talking. And we're like already telling the whole world. I know. World. I'm like, should I be announcing this? I don't know. Maybe that's his <laughs> life. But I'm announcing it. Whatever. It's fun. It's exciting. So yeah, they've been talking for a long time. So good stuff. So that's my life update. Um, yeah, back in St. Louis. I walked around the hill yesterday, which is like the Italian area of St. Louis. It's one of the last standing Italian true neighborhoods in the U.S. I think it is the last one because even Little Italy in New York is just a block now, not even majority Italian. Like the hill in St. Louis, there's a whole documentary about it, is the only true Italian to this day neighborhood in the US, which is kind of cool. So that is really yeah, cool. Wow. I know. I need to watch the documentary. My boyfriend's parents bought it and watched it. So I don't know. Apparently it's really fascinating. So another fun update. Today was the day Spotify Unwrapped came out. My listens are so basic as always. I think my top artist was like Taylor Swift. So no surprise here. I think we did the same comparison last year and like mine were all super basic and Allison's were like artists I've never heard of. Am I right with yours this year? Have you checked it out yet? No one has ever heard of my <laughs> artist. I also have uh, 92,000 minutes. It oh, said wow. you're in the top. You listen to more music than 98% of the population. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. <laughs> Mine was 80%. So wow. I thought that was impressive. But there you go. But yeah, it's fun stuff. A really fun highlight with that too is that a lot of people have been sharing that Already Friends was their top podcast of the year, which has been so cool to see those screenshots on Instagram, people sharing that to their story. I literally texted Allison and I was like, oh my gosh, the amount of people that have been sharing that were their top podcast like I'm shook I literally said holy shit so yeah I know that was literally gonna be my peak of the week it's so good I was like confused because I was like wait why is the podcast getting so many notifications this mm -hmm. morning like what's going on it's a Wednesday and I mean usually you know there's some people tagging and commenting or whatever but there was like a big influx of notifications and I was like wait oh my god so many but yeah if you guys end up doing the Spotify Unwrapped and we're on your top, share it. We'll repost it. Yeah. And thank you for the people that did post it and for listening. And I feel like every week we're just surprised and it feels so surreal for how many people are listening and supporting the podcast and sharing and telling their friends to listen. So if that's you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It means the world to us. Indeed. Well said. Okay. Well, with that, I think I don't have any other updates. If I do, I'll bring them next week. We can probably do our peaks of the week. <laughs> okay, okay, wait. I have one more like good story. So I get home from the Botox situation <laughs> and I had like an hour and a half before we were going to jump on record to which I should have used that time to find quotes for today's podcast, especially since we talked about this at least two days ago being the topic. It's not like I didn't have time to find the quotes, but instead I get home and I'm like, oh my God, I need to draw a card from my tarot deck. And I had bought this tarot deck down when I was in Sedona and I had never opened it yet. But do you remember the very first episode we recorded in Kansas City and I said I had a reading? Do you remember this? Yes. And it said alone. Yes, yes, Like the card yes, was yes. like the alone card. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the person that did that reading used this deck. And so when I saw that deck when I was in Sedona, I was like, ooh, I should buy that one because it's the only other deck I've ever had a reading from. I just like felt connected to it. And it's a very beautiful deck. Mm -hmm. And, but yeah, it's just kind of been sitting in my living room looking pretty since then. And when I got home today, I was like, I need to draw a card. And logistically... I should not have spent time drawing a card. However, I definitely should have because I did the whole thing. I got all into it. I set the scene and I drew it. And the card I drew was the lion. That actually was the very last card in the deck, which the message that was on it was just blowing my mind. It was basically like, 
You are, she says, she willingly surrenders her attachments and her identities, even separating herself temporarily from her loved ones with boldness and confidence that she crosses into realms where others dare not go. She experiences vulnerability and in that state discovers deep truth. After reaching the greatest depths of suffering, she emerges and is reinstated upon her rightful throne with even greater wisdom, spiritual power, and compassion. Those who have felt as though their identity or any other marker of security has been torn away from them are her children. They will find their way back to peace and prosperity. If you have been suffering, this oracle indicates an end of the struggle. So I just was like, that's literally me right now. Like I've just been going through it. It's been so hard. And I finally just feel like in the last two days, everything just like let go. And I just feel very free. And with that, then I had literally five minutes to pick my quotes (laughs) for this. But okay, so you know the TikTok that blew up when I read the quote from The Mountain Is Mm -hmm. You? I don't even know if I said it on here, but I didn't like choose that quote out of the book. I just had that video and I was like, okay, I'm going to do a voiceover. And I like, I don't know, set the vibe and was like holding the book. And I was like, universe, pick a page and I'll read that page. And I just read that quote. And that quote didn't even really resonate with me. I just like read it, but it clearly resonated and was like what a ton of people needed to hear. And people were like getting so emotional, like in the comments and resharing that. So that's what I did for this episode. I picked eight mm-hmm. random pages. Well, the universe picked eight random pages with eight random messages from my five favorite books. And they might not be resonating with me right now, but they might be what the people need to hear. Yeah. So you guys will have to let me know if they hit deep. <laughs> and if they're not just meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great. No, I think they're good. Yeah. I love that. That's so fun. And it was really hard, actually. It felt like I was in college studying again because I had all my books out and I'm like listening to music. I'm kind of cramming a little bit because I was also doing mine just a couple hours before the episode. (laughs) And I'm like, how do I pick one quote out of this entire book? This book is so good. Literally. So, But that's why I feel like we can't go wrong because there are favorite books for a reason. Literally every page is like gold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for a couple, I even kind of just read a whole paragraph or even a description from the book. And I'm like, you guys, you have to read the rest yourself. Like, it's too good. You got to go check it out yourself. But yeah. Okay, what was your peak of the week? And read our listeners' peaks of the week. Well, my peak was going to be seeing everyone's Spotify wrapped. But I would say, oh my God, I can't even believe that this took a second to come to me. This is the best peak ever. So you know how my sister like was living out of the van? She did the whole thing, went across the country for the last two months. She came back for Thanksgiving. So I got to see her. Now my sister is going to be living right up the street from me in her own apartment. She got her own first apartment by herself. So congratulations, Ash. And it's so cute. And she just got the keys like literally yesterday. So hopefully this weekend I can like go see it, help her move in. And now we can be... BFF sister buddies again. And I'm so excited because I feel like this is like us as adults now, like we're like adults in our career that get to hang out because we went to different colleges in different states and we just haven't, of course we see each other and we're like close, but I feel like we'll finally be able to be like (laughs) friends as adults that hang out like regularly and just get coffee whenever they feel like it. Oh my gosh. Wow. What another transformation that's been happening. Jeez. That's what I'm saying. Isn't this week just huge? I feel like, if I'm remembering correctly, I feel like November of last year and like December were crazy transformation times. Even like, I feel like I remember that. So maybe that is just like a time of the year that happens because yeah, that is crazy. Well, congrats to her. I know. I'm so happy for her. She's just going to blossom. It's going to be so good for her. so fun. Yeah. And I also got to see my cousin who I hadn't seen in five and a half years. He's like one of my favorite cousins. He was in Wyoming. He came back for the holidays. So we got to go to dinner a few nights and it was just so fun to like shoot the shit with him. Mm -hmm. But yeah, what was your peak of the week? I wrote down my peak of the week. If you listened to last week's episode, I mentioned that me, my siblings and family were playing a lot of games um, over Thanksgiving and spending time at home. So one of the games that we had a lot of fun with was Scattergories. We love Scattergories. So my peak of the week was just playing Scattergories with my family and... I don't know. It's just a really good memory. Like, you know, when you're in the moment and you're like, oh, this is just a really nice moment. That was that moment. (laughs) I said moment like three times, but no, it was really good. I didn't win, which I was kind of bummed because I love winning categories. It's just like the best, but no, it was still still really good. It makes sense though, because having four siblings, four kids Mm -hmm. and both your parents and you guys being all over the country and your schedules and different schools and ages and stages to get you guys all together in the same room for... A good family time. It's probably pretty hard to do. Yeah, I think that's 
maybe one of the hardest parts of growing up is that things are slowly starting to get harder and harder to line up. Even Christmas, McKenna is working as a nurse on Christmas Day and the day after and the day after that. So we're thinking of just meeting up after Christmas and doing some family time together at my dad's side and my mom's side too on the East Coast. So up in Pennsylvania. So we might be meeting in Pennsylvania instead of actually spending Christmas Day together, which is going to be so weird. That'll be my first time in 25 years that I won't be like with my family on Christmas, which is just like, what is growing up? This is weird. It's not bad or good. It's just bittersweet. It's different. Yeah, an adjustment for sure. But I think with the holidays, no matter what day it is, if it's four days after Christmas, I think it'll still be the same feeling because it's just about who you're with and not really about the exact day. I 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. The point is the company, yeah. not it has to be on the 25th. Yeah, because at first I was kind of like, whoa, this is really sad. But then I'm like, okay, it's going to be exactly the same. It's going to be fine. Who cares if it's the 29th or the 30th? Yeah, it's about who you're spending it with. So yeah, with that depressing note, let's read some fun peaks of the week from our listeners. All right. <laughs> Can I tell one more cute story? Yeah, oh my gosh, I'm so go for it. This is the sweetest story. Okay, so it's a two-part uh, you know how we made the gift guide episode and I was like, I need a tripod. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of our listeners Venmoed me and was like, here's money to put toward your tripod. You're one of my favorite content creators and anything I can do to help you like create more content. Like I'm so here to support. So it was so sweet. Wow. And then she came into the store on Saturday and it was just like good. You know, we chatted a little bit. She brought her dog. It was nice, but it was also super busy. And then she voice messaged me last night and was like, I just want to let you know that Friday night was like one of the worst nights I've ever had in my life. Like I like she was like, I'm not going to get all into it, but it was just so bad. And I was just feeling so down and the emotional hangover when she woke up on Saturday morning, she was just like, I was not feeling good. And she's like, when I came into your store, she's like the whole cloud just like lifted above. And she was like, I just, your warm, welcoming presence in the store made me feel so good and safe. And it 180'd my day. And I'm just so thankful. And it was so nice. And literally the things like that are just like, they mean so much. Like I am so glad when people actually tell someone something that means that much to them. Otherwise, like I wouldn't have known. I'd just been like, oh, hey, like, good morning, you know? Mm-hmm. But to actually, you know, hear something like that from someone was just so reassuring that the eye bags under my eyes and the late nights are worth yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> and that you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing, providing a space yeah, for people. Exactly. So that was just so sweet. And I know she's definitely going to listen to this. So I hope your week got better. You're very strong and special. Keep going. Yay. That's so sweet. Yay. Okay, peaks. All right, do you want to read one? Take it away. All right. Lauren just got invited to her first red carpet event in LA. So exciting. What? Killing it. You go, girl. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Wow. I'm jealous. I want to go to a red carpet event. And if you get a plus one or plus two, bring Allison and I. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) C period T. I'll keep this one kind of anonymous. But she said she's finally pulling herself out of depression and being honest with her therapist. It does get better. Very happy for her. Yeah. Proud of you for seeking out the help. That's the first step. So there you go. Jenny said, after two and a half years, I graduate with a bachelor's degree on the 16th and then travel time. Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations. All the hard work is paying off. Hope you have some amazing travels planned ahead. Um, Skylar said she ended a four-year relationship that was causing more harm than good and she feels free. Dang. Love that. Lots of clouds are being lifted. Mm-hmm. The sky is parting for a lot of people. I swear, this is like a thing. There's something going on. Big transformations. I feel them. Mm-hmm. Before Karen and I hopped on, I literally wrote at the top of my page, guys, I was like, try to breathe because I just feel like the energy and electricity that is like coursing through my body is like so much because I can, it's like not even just like my transformation that I can feel. I can like feel it from all of the humans around me that I'm interacting with. Like there's just so much right now. Yeah. And kind of a side perspective from me who maybe I'm not having a big transformation, but I am trying to actively think for next year, like who I want to be in the next year or two. So maybe you're listening to this and you're like, nothing's changed in my life. I have nothing going on. (laughs) Maybe I can kind of relate to that right now. And we're definitely going to share some quotes that relate to this too. I have one lined up, but maybe just sit down and think about who you want to be in the next year, the next three years, the next five years, because those transformations can't happen unless you're actively working to be someone different or even thinking about being someone different. So 
just a little reminder, that's something I'm working on. I feel like I have been pulled in five different directions the last year of opportunities or things that I could do in the future. And I just don't know which one is the right one right now. So I'm working that out. So hopefully I'll have a cool transformation to share in the future. But yeah, just a little reminder if you needed to hear that. Totally. But that's the whole part of it. Like you just said, it's like the thinking about it and the action is like what leads to the transformation. Mm -hmm. And so last year, this time is when you did kind of start working on the clockwork of that stuff. And then February is when it all kind of like catapulted for you. So for some people, you know, maybe the transformation is something that can literally happen overnight. Like it's just like, okay, I'm breaking up with someone. I'm getting out of this or I'm quitting this job. But sometimes these transformations take two to three months, years, you know, it, but the process can't happen unless you do anything and even just having awareness mm-hmm. to, to get it started. You're so right. Well, I think with that, we could probably jump into our favorite quotes from our favorite books and what they mean, why they resonate with us, or maybe why they might resonate with you. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a good episode. All right, Allison, do you want to read your first quote from your book? Yes. Okay. I brought five books. The Mountain is You by Brianna Weiss. Saltwater by Brianna Weiss. How to Laugh in Ironic Amusement During Your Existential Crisis by James McRae. <laughs> How to Grow a Greater You by Greg Kuhn. And You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And I guess I'm going to start with How to Laugh in Ironic Amusement During Your Existential Crisis because clearly that's the theme of the podcast for Allison today. <laughs> yes. And as always, we will link all of these books that we mentioned in the show notes. If you don't know how to access the show notes, just head to we'realreadyfriends.com and you can view them all there. Lovely. Okay. This is on page 142. This is actually a quote by Dr. Seuss. It says, you can get help from teachers, but you're going to have to learn a lot by yourself sitting alone in a room. And to me, that kind of means like you can listen to all the podcasts, you can read all the books, you can journal it all out. But until you go inward and actually figure that stuff out for yourself, you know, essentially someone's podcast is just their interpretation of it. Someone's book is like them talking out their workings. But what does that mean for you and your journey? Mm -hmm. I have a really good quote from one of my books that actually goes pretty well with that. If you want me to read that one. Please, would love okay, to. Okay, one of the books that I included was The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Pretty popular in the self-help world. I think it was a New York Times bestseller. But one chapter that I really liked was the You Are Not Special <laughs> chapter. Um, and I'll just read some of the quotes from there. Yeah, I think in a world where we are immersed in social media with likes and comments and being told all the time that we're special and that we're amazing. I think this chapter was a really good bring it down to earth moment because today's day and age, we're all like our own main characters and that's great. But with this, it was really talking about looking at yourself for the things that make you not so great in the negative parts of you. So here's the quote. A person who actually has high self-worth is able to look at the negative parts of his character, frankly. Like, yes, sometimes I'm irresponsible with money. Yes, sometimes I exaggerate my own successes. Yes, I rely too much on others to support me and should be more self-reliant. And then the acts to improve upon them. But entitled people, because they're so incapable of acknowledging their own problems openly and honestly, are incapable of improving their lives in any lasting or meaningful way. They are left chasing high after high and accumulate greater and greater levels of denial. So that seems a little harsh. The, the book is very kind of aggressive tone because it's really trying to get into the reader's head. Like, you are not special. You know, you're not due to any sort of entitlement or special privilege. And it's more of like a harsher reality of being able to sit with yourself, kind of like your quote. Like, that's more of the harsh reality of that quote, but like being able to sit with yourself and realize what you're not good at and what you need to work on is just as important as being confident and I don't know, having a lot of self esteem. Does this make any sense? <laughs> totally. Makes a lot of yeah. sense. And I think that all goes back to being self aware too. Like, when I read this chapter, I really wanted to get more self-aware about what my problems were. So I literally even took a quiz online of like, what are your toxic traits? Like, what are your poor habits? And one of these quizzes I took told me that I was lazy. And it's kind of funny. Like you think, oh, haha, like I'm lazy. But it's like, no, like these questions I answered told me that I can be lazy if I let that characteristic or that quality out and don't take a hold of it. So now something that I have to work on is actively trying to not be lazy because I'm trying to actively work on one of these negative qualities on myself. So I really like that chapter because it resonated with me because I think that we're just told to focus on our strengths and 
think about what makes us awesome, but you do have to think about what makes you not awesome sometimes too. Totally. And if you don't recognize that, then how can you really go about fixing it? Mm -hmm. Because I could definitely sleep through all my alarms. I could just be lazy and lay in bed and look at my phone and go on my Switch and play stupid games. Like I could be that person, but I'm actively thinking about that and I'm actively choosing not to be lazy, (laughs) if that makes sense. To humble myself, mine is definitely that I'm selfish. And I have to say it to people all the time. I was like, I know it's literally because I'm selfish. I think I said that to you. Oh yeah, it was out of a different context. So I said that to you the other day. I just am naturally, I don't know what it is. I just end up getting really selfish about things. Like I just, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I like what I like and I want what I want. And it's hard for me sometimes to give up what I want so someone else can have it. Mm-hmm. Not even that someone else can have it, but... I'm trying to be more considerate in my old age. Yeah, but I mean, think about how much further you are in that journey of dealing with that trait that you just even know that you have that trait. So I think that's why I really like this mm-hmm. book because it's like calling out. It's making yourself call out the things that, I don't know. It's it's all about self-help. That's why we're reading all these books is to make ourselves better. But this one's like calling you out to just really hone in on what's <laughs> holding you back if you're trying to get better. You Are a Badass kind of has that same harsher tone. So I'll read the quote from her book. Such a good book. Everyone needs to read Ooh. this one. I gave this to my Canada to yeah, read and I don't one. have it now to look at any of the quotes because I was like, oh, I really want to read a quote from there, but take it away. You got it. Okay. This is like the last part of a chapter and it says, here's what India taught me about tapping into the mother load. And then these are all bullet points. Talk to strangers. We're all family on this planet. Expect and enjoy the unexpected. Find the humor. Join the party. Live in the moment. Time spent enjoying yourself is never time wasted. Share your space. Loosen your bone, Wilma. And love yourself and life becomes a party. And I really relate to that last line today because I feel like I'm actually loving myself today. And I'm like, dude, life's fun. This is a 10 (laughs) out of 10 day. Maybe if I didn't spend my entire existence like berating myself, it could actually be a good time out here on planet Earth. But instead, we just spend the whole time feeling sorry for ourselves and beating ourselves up. Mm -hmm. There's (laughs) some really good ones. I love talking to strangers. I think in my experience, my whole life gets so much more fun when I talk to people and get involved with new people and I don't know, have fun conversations. So I love that one. That's kind of, there's a quote along those lines. It's like every person you meet has something to teach Mm -hmm. you. Like no matter who it is on the planet, they know something that you don't know. Yeah. And it's just fun to to hear those different perspectives. I love that you said that because that can kind of relate to the next one I have. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. So one of my favorite books, <laughs> Tribe of Mentors by Timothy Ferris. This whole book, he literally, the author just emailed tons of famous people, highly accomplished people and asked them for advice over... I think 10 different questions. So Tribe of Mentors is just the compilation of hundreds of really cool, successful people and what they have to say around these great questions. But one of the quotes in the book, someone quoted Milan Kundra, the author of The Unbearable Lightness of Being. And the quote is, the stupidity of people comes from having an answer for everything. The wisdom of the novel comes from having a question for everything. So when you were just saying that there's someone that's going to teach us everything in life, That kind of reminded me of this because sometimes saying, I don't know, is the smartest thing that you can say. And nothing is worse than being around a know-it-all or being a know-it-all. And I think we all have know-it-all tendencies where we just want to jump in and say something that we just know is right. We know we have the right answer for that. But saying less and saying, I don't know, makes you pause, makes you open up the conversation to someone else's interpretation. And I don't know, just keeps life lighthearted and fun because I feel like every time I'm being a know-it-all, it just kind of has a negative tone. It kind of like deflates the conversation a little bit because I have know-it-all tendencies. Like I have to stop myself when I'm ahead, when I want to butt in and say something that I know is right or my opinion on how we should park the car. That literally happened over Thanksgiving. Sibling fight. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Learning how to say, I don't know, is a really good overarching thing of that. I have know-it-all tendencies. Quite as well. I wonder, we both are like the older sibling in our families. Mm -hmm. Brady's older, but you have that role. I wonder if a little bit of it stems from that, of just kind of being like the boss, the older sibling that like learned things first Mm -hmm. and was kind of... Oh, for sure. I I feel like that's definitely it. Okay. It's my turn, right? You just Mm -hmm. read a quote? Okay. This one is from Saltwater. It's more of a poem book. 
It says, every day you make your last memory with every person you see, but people don't stagnate even after ideas of them stop forming. Give people a chance to show you who they've become. Give them the space to change and then believe them the first time when they show you how much they have or how much they've stayed the same. I like that one because I think now people talk about change being a little better. It's like, yeah, of course I'm different than the person I was five years ago. Like, wouldn't you be more concerned if I was the same person? And so thankfully, I think it's getting a little more normalized, especially with like the rise of TikTok. People are like, yeah, I'm evolving. Like, you should be too. But just giving your loved ones and people you know the space to be different, Mm -hmm. it's really important. That reminded me of being grateful for those people and remembering to tell that you love them and that you appreciate them because... I don't know. You never know when someone's truly going to have that last memory or they're going to be gone. I feel like we take things like that for granted. I know. I keep replaying the cousin that I hadn't seen so long. We had like gone out to dinner on Thursday and then I hung out with him Friday night. And so on Saturday, he stopped by the store and we were going to go get dinner on Saturday. But so it was four o'clock and I was like, okay, I got to like close the store. Like he was with my mom and I was like, you guys go do something. And I was like, I'll call you when I'm done having a mental breakdown. Cause I was like so tired from the day. I was actually fine, but I was kind of joking. And they were like, okay, bye. And they ran away. And I was like, great. The literally the, and then he ended up leaving town the next morning. I didn't see him. I'm like, great. Literally the last thing I said to him was, I'll call you when I'm done having a mental breakdown. Yeah. Not very cute. Like what if the, <laughs> something happens to him? That was your last <laughs> moment you shared together. <laughs> Yeah, like what? Come on, could have done, could have done better. <laughs> this isn't a quote, but it reminds me of something that I've just like learned through traveling. Is that if you say you're going to go back and do something, you will literally never go back and do it. So if you're at the Eiffel Tower and you're yes. in front of the Eiffel Tower and you maybe you're not in a cute outfit, maybe you're not in the best makeup and hair, but you're like, oh, we'll just come back tomorrow and take a picture. You're literally not going to come back tomorrow. Something else is going to come up. You're going to go see the Palace of Versailles. You're going to go to something else. And I feel like there's so many of those moments in life where you just think you're going to come back and do something and then it never comes. And that reminded me of like, you just have to do it in the moment. Like, you just have to do it then. Yep. Because even the thought of like, oh, we'll come back and do this, I feel like every single time I say that, it never follows through. 100%. Pulling off at that random roadside roadside shop or, you know, like when Hillary and I were in Hawaii and it was like, do we take the long detour around or do we not? And it's like, nope, just do it. We're not going to be back here at this tea maybe ever again. Mm -hmm. We just got to do it. Yeah. I feel like there's so many of those fleeting moments that you got to take advantage of. And that's totally a good example of that. It's like, you'll never be in that situation ever again. Like, what do you have to lose? Like, what's the hurry? Mm -hmm. Who cares if it takes 20 minutes, two hours? Just do it. That's what life is. It's just doing those things. The only time constraints we have are put on by ourselves. Yeah. Um, I'll have to send you the uh, interview that James McRae. Okay. So the guy who wrote How to Laugh and Ironic Amusement During Your Existential Crisis, James McRae, he has a podcast called Homesick Aliens Club. And one of the episodes... He has the interview of Terrence McKenna up. Terrence McKenna was kind of like a Ram Dass, like a spiritual guru of his time. And in in this interview, Terrence McKenna is just talking about time and how like coming at you completely blind here. Do you feel like time has been speeding up during your existence? Like since you were zero years old, do you feel like it's it's going faster? Absolutely. Okay. And I feel like most people listening, they probably have this like deep intuition that like things are speeding up. Like I feel like we all feel like life is like moving faster and faster. And he kind of breaks it down in this whole episode of how millions of years ago, like if nothing was happened, it's kind of like the tree falling in a forest metaphor. Like if the tree falls and there's no one to hear it, did it make a sound to where like thousands, millions of years ago, it's like if there was nothing happening, what was time? There's there's no indicator for events happening. But now today, in one like one minute span, there's literally billions of events happening all around the world, like so fast. Like we are all so interconnected that it's just like making the, I don't even know, like quantum field just like move even faster than it's ever moved before. And as that's going more and we're getting more interconnected, it's just speeding up and speeding up. So really how I'm even just saying, like how has it only been a week when all of these things have happened? Like that's literally not to have happened in like a month. Like it's a perfect example. And there's some like physics with it, but basically as all of the universe becomes more and interconnected, as it becomes one, 
that's like the end of time, basically. Once there's, once everything becomes one, it's done. You should listen to the interview. It's literally a mind trip. I've listened to it like three times now. It's insane. But it's also crazy because I think that interview was from like, I don't know, 20 years ago. Oh, did you share it to your Instagram story? And it's story? talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I definitely want to listen. <laughs> You should. Even if you're not spiritual, like so much of it is just like science yeah. more. He's just kind of explaining like, like how can anyone, no matter what your religion or your beliefs are, like how can anyone explain time? Right. Like it's such a phenomenon. It's so weird. And then you go into space and time's different. What? So weird. <laughs> yeah. Or you're in an airplane and then you're going into different time zones and you're like, wait, so my day was somehow only eight right. hours or somehow it was like 36 hours. And... I know we've said this on the podcast before because I remember, but like the older you get and kind of what you're saying, time seems like it's going faster because it's now more of a smaller fraction of your life. So when you were two years old, one year was half of your life. So a year felt really long and drawn out. But now when I turned 26 in March, that's only one twenty-sixth of my life, like a year. So Mm -hmm. it's flying by way faster because I've had so many other years. And... That's why high school only was what, maybe eight, nine years ago, but it feels like it was so long ago because I've only had like 26 years. But when I'm 80 and I'm thinking about 50, that won't feel, that's like 30 years, but that won't even feel that long ago. If this makes sense. Yes. Yes. And when our elders used to say things like, there's no way there's been 15 years since I did that thing or saw that. And you're like, dude, how, what? 15 years? Like I yeah. used to. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, that's like your whole lifetime. 15 years is so long. As a teenager. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's weird. And then to when you get older, it feels like, oh, that was just yesterday. Mm-hmm. What a mind trip. This whole week has we been We definitely a mind lost trip. some listeners during that rant. <laughs> <laughs> I think I really want to share this one from The Power of Now by, by Eckhart Tolle because I feel like this book really transformed my perspective in 2020. I think that's when I read it. First, through self-observation, more presence comes into your life automatically. The moment you realize you are not present, you are present. Whenever you are able to observe your mind, you are no longer trapped in it. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with the power of now, it's just teaching you how to not get caught up in your thoughts and not to have anxiety, not to be depressed about the past because it's really teaching you how to think of the power of now and being present in the now. And basically what this quote was saying is the moment that you think about not being present, you're present because you're thinking about not living in the future, not living in the past. You're thinking about what is Kara doing in this exact moment? What is this room like? What sounds am I hearing? What does this chair feel like? You're just thinking about how you're living and existing in this moment. So I think that quote right there is probably one of the catalysts for my being more present life change because that quote just teaches you like just once you start thinking about it, you're already on the right step to being more present. Mm-hmm. A big step in like awakening slash being self-aware is if you view yourself when you're going through life. Like, so some people maybe like you're, you can't detach from like your body. So whenever I say things a lot, I'm always like, zoom out, zoom out from above. It's the, having the ability to watch your little sim doing something in reality and then like zooming out and seeing it from that outside perspective. And I kind of feel like being present is like that too. It's like, okay, it's not just like going through the motions. It's like, re-snapping back in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like taking Uh that step out and observing what you're doing. That's what they say. It's literally, once you can get actually really good at being present, it is kind of quote-unquote like an out-of-body experience because you're able to not just think about what you're seeing point of view right here, right now. You can think about from like an external lens. More perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if you think of the game Sims, I'm so glad I was so into Sims as a kid because in these moments, having that visual helps me so much because then it's like, okay, well, if I zoom out and I'm then just like playing my little Sim, aka Allison on planet Earth, what do I want the Sim to do? You kind of realize like, yeah, I am the creator of my reality. I get to decide if I want to take that trip or do that thing or have that job or be in that relationship or live there. Like you push the button, you make your Sim go. Mm-hmm. Your Sim doesn't just run around by itself. You you have to like tell your human body to go do stuff. But we definitely get caught up in feeling like it's the latter where you're just running around. You mm-hmm. have no control over what your job is or your life, but it's like earth to us. We do have that control. <laughs> you just have to, yeah, realize and evaluate what you want and then figure out how to get it. Boom, boom. 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 
All right. One more quote. Oh, it's just, all, it's all that easy. It's so easy. How have you guys not done it yet? <laughs> Me not knowing what I want to do in life. Just sitting here trying to figure it out. It's so easy, Kara. Just yeah, figure it out. Advice. <laughs> figure out what you want. Do it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I did read this one thing that often when people share the quotes to their Instagram story or whatever, it's usually like that's what they're going through in the mm -hmm. moment. So it's kind of like most of the stuff we talk about on the podcast, where it's the advice we're giving to ourselves yes. as we're going through it. 1,000%. Not, not like, oh, we've already mastered this and now we're experts. Yeah, <laughs> even that's kind of what you're saying. Like for me, for sure, picking through these quotes is what was resonating with me in my perspective in my life right now. And I definitely wanted to say them and write them down because I want to benefit from them because I don't have it figured out. Even this morning, I shared on my story, like, it's so hard for me to go to the gym. I have to actively try so hard. And I'm posting this gym selfie to motivate myself and to show people that I work out. And I want to keep showing people that I work out. So I'm going to keep showing up and keep taking stupid gym selfies because I want that to be <laughs> who I am. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to be that person. Not that I am that person because I'm not. Exactly. But in order to become that person, you have to take the steps every time to be yeah. there. You have to post it and put yourself yep. out there and say that I go to the gym. Because I will. Exactly. I, Claim I'm it. Claiming Claim it. Claim it. <laughs> I go to the gym. <laughs> okay. This is page 188 of The Mountain Is You, currently my favorite book. It just goes through so much. I feel like this is a book for anyone at any stage of their life. Okay. It says, validating someone's feelings doesn't mean you agree with them. It doesn't mean you concede that they are correct. It doesn't mean that those feelings are the healthiest. It doesn't mean that they are informed by logic. Validating feelings does not mean you make them more true. It means you remind someone that it is human to feel things they don't always understand. How often do we need a partner to stop trying to strategize and just say, damn, that really must suck. Actually, I didn't say damn. I, I threw that in there. That must really suck. <laughs> how, how much of a weight is lifted off our shoulders when we think, yes, I really am stressed right now and I deserve to be. How light do we feel when we see another person's story splayed out across the screen, one that we relate to and understand no matter how devastating it is. And it goes through a bunch of other ones. But you know what I mean? Like sometimes you're saying something to someone, you're like, I don't need advice. I don't need you to help me problem solve. Like I just need you to be like, heard. Yeah. I think that was the perfect word to use. Heard. Reassuring someone that they're being listened to. They're heard. Their feelings are valid. You're not saying that what they did or what they said or the position they have on a certain topic is valid. You're just saying that your feelings are valid. I think that's so important. I feel like that quote is teaching you just how to be a better person that's there for people. 100%. All I was going to add is like, especially in this climate where it's so easy to have so many differing opinions from people and being able to be like, that's okay. You feel that way. I feel this way. I can validate your feelings without saying that I agree with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We need more lighthearted conversations like that in the world of just arguing and polarization. I'm feeling light now. Well, I've, had, I've had times where that has been really heavy, but you learn to live with it and to not let things get to you, especially after listening to the social dilemma people on the Joe Rogan podcast. I just listened to that. Yeah, Did you, you listen shared to it? it. And I was like, Yay! social dilemma is scary. If they're on that show, I'm going to listen. And yeah, a lot of these people that are polarizing people online are like robots and AI fighting with people. So if you're feeling extra stressed about the polarization online, just take a step back, realize that some of these people aren't even real that these people are arguing with. Or if you're arguing with someone online, they might not be real. And I don't know. I felt lighter when I kind of think about it that way. Right. I think there's, you know, quotes of just like not letting things have power. Yeah, because that's what the, really at the important. end of the day, that's what those social media companies want. They want something to get to you so that you comment on it or that you look at that piece of medium, whether it's a video or an article for a long time. And then you have discourse on in on the comments. Like that's the whole thing that drives them revenue because it keeps you on the app longer and they can sell ads to you. So that should definitely be a whole other conversation because I feel like we could go on and on about that for a long time, but that was just a little side note. <laughs> a little side note. Um, I'll read 
one more quote, but just a few other books that I really like that I don't think I've got to mention. Um, Simplify Your Life by Elaine St. James. This was written in 1994. It's very old, but it's just a hundred quotes and little chapters of things to simplify your life. I feel like I'm a very chaotic person. I'm very prone to hoarding and just having distractions and just things all over my life. So I feel like this is a good book for me. There's some really good things in there. The Wisdom of Sundays, Life-Changing Insights from Super Soul Conversations with Oprah Winfrey. She has on some amazing guests. And that's a really good gift too. It's like a really nice coffee table book. So that's a good book. Um, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. One of my favorite books. I don't even think this has to relate to quote unquote getting people to like you, but it just relates to being a good person, becoming aware of some of the things that we do that might rub people the wrong way or things that make people like us. And The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. When I read this book the first time, I was so shook. So many light bulbs went off my head. This book just teaches you how to live a work-life balance, but like a live your life and then you work. Like more of, it's called the four-hour work week. So it really prioritizes living your life, traveling, I don't know, not being a slave to the nine to five. And it just gives you lots of tools and ways to do that. So that's a really good book. But I think I'm going to end on a quote from a conversation with Tony Robbins. He's like one of the most successful podcasters Mm -hmm. and self-help gurus out there. But in this book, The Wisdom of Sundays, he's talking to Oprah Winfrey. And her question to him was, what is the number one rule you would offer someone to becoming their most authentic self? Because that's really what we're all looking for. How do I be more of me? So Tony Robbins said, I think it's allowing yourself to be spontaneous instead of responding to how you think you're supposed to be. We've all developed an identity, a sense of who we think we are and who we're not. You define yourself not only by who you think you are, but also by who you're not. And those definitions were usually made 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And we rarely upgrade them unless we have an abrupt experience that makes us reevaluate our lives. So to consciously decide, who am I today? What do I stand for? What am I here for? What am I here to give? What am I here to learn? What am I here to grow? What am I here to enjoy? And then to spontaneously try things. Because I think the most important decision is saying, I'm going to enjoy this moment right now. It's the only thing I have that's real and life's too short to suffer. And if I just keep doing that with each moment, things unfold in a way that's, as you know, beyond magnificent. It's easy to teach, harder to apply, but it's a discipline. If you do it and you start measuring it moment to moment, you will get addicted. And it will be a positive addiction because the liberation is beyond what you can describe with words. You have to experience it. I feel like that ties around to the moments that you've been having in the last week of being spontaneous and trying new things. And I don't know. He talks about how those moments bring so much positivity and that positivity is addicting. And I feel like that's been a lot of things that I try to do the, the past years is try to do things that are fun and positive. And I don't know, it keeps a cycle of fun, positive things happening in my life by putting it out there and doing random things and seeing if they're fun, if they work. It is the opposite of misery loves company. Mm-hmm. You know, good vibes attract good vibes and abundance attracts abundance. Yeah. It all, it all comes full circle. Absolutely. Did you have any other quotes you wanted to share? This was like a Bible study of self-help Bibles. <laughs> this was probably going to be my favorite episode. It was just fun to prepare too. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll do what Kara did where she summed up some of her other favorite books. I also love The Four Agreements. I love creating affluence. I love quit like a woman. Anything by Brianna Weist. She also has this other book called 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think. I have the PDF version because my stepbrother just like sent me the PDF, but I would really like the hardcover book. And I pretty much buy all my books nowadays from Thought Catalog because it's kind of like a curated bookstore. They don't have that many. And I feel like if they've chosen to have a book on that website, it was a very intentional choice. And so I've just kind of been like picking through there. Um, do we have any podcasts to recommend that are kind of in the same sphere that you've been listening to? I think to? any of the podcasts from these authors, you cannot go wrong with. Um, I know Eckhart Tolle has a podcast. Tim Ferriss has a podcast. Tony Robbins. Oprah. I know some of the authors that you mentioned have podcasts. So if they do, we'll link them in the show notes. So you can check those out as well. I really like Africa Brooke. I love, I found her on Instagram and then she only has a couple podcast episodes, but her aura is just so zen and calm. Like it's like therapy to listen to her podcasts. Um, I've been listening a lot to Aubrey Marcus. He actually, he is responsible for me having the idea to read these book quotes. Um, Cause on 
a few of his episodes, he's done that where he'll take like a piece of literature or some teachings and he'll have a guest on and they kind of like dissect it. But I love the one with the rebel monk. It's so good. It's like three hours, but worth listening to every minute. Um, Yeah, it's coming to me off the top of my head, but yeah, a little bit out of time. I think the whole self-improvement, personal development sphere can seem so overwhelming of like, oh my God, where do I even start? There's so many books. There's so many podcasts, skincare, health, fitness, daily routines, waking up early, phone time, screen time. Like it's all so much, but little tiny bits over and over day by day. And slowly you'll build up that cake to have more and more layers. But it's taken me 27 years to even get where I am. Mm -hmm. And I know we're near where I want to be. But if you try to do all of it at once, you're just going to get burned out and it's not going to be sustainable. Try to do things that are going to really stick if you want them to. Yeah. And it's taking those little nuggets here and there. And eventually it'll compound into the person that you want to be. So I love that. Yeah. And just remember how awesome you are. I feel like so many people around me this week have been really dogging on themselves. And I was too last week until yesterday when I had my (laughs) moments. But it can just be so easy to compare and beat yourself down. And I told all of the people, I was like, put your phone away, go outside, go for a walk, feel the sunshine on your face, do some yoga, read a book, put the phone in the other freaking room for a little bit and tell yourself nice things about yourself. Because it's tough out here. It's hard out here. (laughs) There's so many distractions and things that want to put us down, even ourselves. So we got to stop that. Mm -hmm. Take a breath. Notice what's around you. Be present. We love you. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Or if you're ending your day, we hope you had a great day. And yeah, we'll catch you guys on our next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening, liking, subscribing, resharing on Instagram stories. We just wanted to give you a final nudge. December 31st, the end of 2021 is coming up and we have that AirPod Pro giveaway going on. So to be entered, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and screenshot that you did that, send it to our Instagram. We'll write you down to be entered. If you want, you can also share the podcast to your Instagram story and tag us. Leave a nice comment about what you like. Clock is ticking. The year's almost done. Get entered. AirPod Pose could be coming your way. Thanks, guys. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.